team, and as they're receiving our tithe and offering this morning, uh, we have Children's Church that's going to be dismissed at this time, so all of our young people. Can we get up for our young people? Yeah. Man, that's a a good uh, looking group right there. There's a lot of young people, so man, the Lord is raising them up. Once again, I want to remind you, tonight, if you can be here, 6 o'clock, we have our 5th Sunday Fellowship, so if you can be here, there's going to be a time of worship, word, and fellowship, so we want you to be here tonight at 6 o'clock to enjoy that, uh, join with us uh, as we fellowship and we get to know each other better, okay? This morning, I want to, I want to bring a message, um, it's going to be titled, Craving the Word of God. And the reason why I'm bringing this message uh, today, and, and the Lord has been leading me, the Holy Spirit's been leading me in a, in a way in, in a, of a series of, of messages already, and it's around this thought. The thought is this. First of all, I have to ask this question. How many people in here are truly um, expecting and anticipating with, with such anticipation and joy of the influx of people that are going to come to know Jesus Christ in this next short amount of time. See, I am believing that. Pastor Tommy, he believed this, and he, he believed God gave him a vision of, of seeing you know, the church full, and, and I'm believing that as well as far as what the Lord has shown me in, in times of prayer and just seeking Him. And not just for this house, but for the houses around this community. I'm praying that for them as well. You see, I do believe that there needs to be unity within the body. With this body and the body abroad. Amen? Can I get an amen on that? We need to come together. We need that more, more, more as the days grow closer to the Lord's return. We need to be more unified. We need that stronger in this this body of believers. Do we have it? Yes. Can it be better? Yes, of course, right? Do you agree with that? It can always be better as far as getting closer and having one mind and one purpose. And, and so the Lord has really just been dealing with me on this whole thought of, of, of creating a culture, cultivating a culture of different things. That's what the Holy Spirit's been dealing with me on. And the very first one He was dealing with me on was this, craving the Word. You see, as people come, and they come to this house looking for an answer, they come in, maybe they come in. You know that people might come into this house that you've never talked to, that they just feel drawn to the house. Anyone believe that? Does anybody believe that what you're telling and what you're sharing with people was going to make a difference in their life? And it's like you want them to come to this church, but what you really want is for them to come to Jesus, right? That's where we're kingdom driven is, is where we want them to come to Jesus. I want people to know Jesus. I want them to experience the Jesus that I've experienced. I want them to experience the grace that is so overwhelming that you can't even begin to explain it. The type of grace and the love and the compassion, the teaching, the growing. How many of you know that he can do that, right? Anybody experience that? Do we have anybody that's experienced his amazing grace in here this morning? Right? Have you experienced the amazing grace where you have something, you know, like, 
well, I've, I, I know where I've been. But I also know that God has extended such an amazing grace to me that I can't even begin to explain it to you. All I know is that He has. And He loves me. And He died for me. And He says, I want you to have a relationship with me. I'm so excited about people coming to that understanding and experience with Jesus. His Holy Spirit working in their life. I'm not asking people when I come to them, and, and they might have a lot of junk that they carry in here. I'm not asking them to get all washed up and, and cleaned up before they come in here. Right? We shouldn't do that because this is the place where they need to do that. Right? How many of us are still working on that? You know? Every hand should go up in this place because we're all allowing the Holy Spirit to work on us, to cleanse us from the dirtiness of the world that we're in day in and day out. But we still have a love and a compassion for Christ. Right? Am I, am I preaching some truth right now so far? It's just, we just got into it, okay? So hang with me. Because there's a craving for the Word that needs to be cultivated. Right? A craving for the Word. We're going to get into that. You know that, that, that cultivating a culture is really kind of a farming term. A gardening term. Tilling up. That, that, that creating a, a culture is that when people come into this house, because, you know, I can't worry about what's going on in the church down the street, but we can worry about what's going on in this house, right? And we can encourage one another and we can build each other up here. We can do that outside of the church, but in this house, we're creating a culture. We're cultivating a culture where people have a hunger and a passion, a desire for the Word of God. Like never before. Maybe you already do, but maybe it's going to be something that's going to take you to a next level in the Word of God. How many of you, honestly, don't raise your hand, but are saying that to yourself, man, I need that. I need that in my life. I, I need a more passion and a longing just for the Word of God in my life. The Word of God is powerful, amen? And when we see people coming in and, and then they're dirty and they're messed up and they may not you know, act the way we want them to act, we need the Word of God to move in their life, right? We need the Word of God to be teaching us and cultivating us so when they're coming in, not just for those people coming in, but for us right now. I'll be the first one to admit it. I don't have it all together, church. Right? Can, can we be honest? I, I don't have it all together. But I allow the Word of God to be real in my life and I create a culture, I cultivate a culture in my own life for the Word of God. So when I open up that Word, it's not a relic on a shelf. It's not something that is a mandate or I, I have to do it because God's going to be mad at me if I don't get into my Word. It's because I have a desire and a longing to know what He's saying. Is that connecting with anybody in here today? Because, you know, I need that. Because if we tell people with our mouth that the Word of God is alive, and it talks, and it shares, and it moves, and it'll compel you, then we have to know that for ourselves as well, right? Is it doing that for you today? Is the Word of God just so alive in you where it's, oh, it's moving in you? And you have such a longing for it. That's where He's compelling me to go. That's where He's compelling us. That's where He's challenging us to go. Not that we're not already there. Get my heart, please. Understand what I'm saying. It's saying, 
He just wants to move us more into that. To where the word is so important. The word of God is important. The word of God has, has lasted through centuries, through thousands of years of it being attacked. But the word still stands. The word still stands. You can try to eliminate it like Hitler did and how the Chinese are doing right now. You can, you can try to eliminate the Word of God, but people will grab a hold of it and they'll rip a piece of paper out like I've heard ladies do and men doing in China. And they'll rip one page out and they'll memorize it and they'll share it underground. They, they will teach it in other places in the world where, where the Word of God is, you know, is not allowed unless it's hidden. Right? You do believe that that happens around the world, right? Because it does. But the Word of God is surviving because it will survive. But we have to have it down deep inside of us. He's challenging us this morning. He's compelling us to know His Word. JC, can you throw that first verse up there for me? <coughs> Isaiah 26 and 8. This is the New Living Translation, and it says, Lord... We show our trust in you by obeying your laws. That word laws there is the word. Okay? It's the word of God. Our heart's desire is to glorify your name. There's a desire to, to glorify his name and to just have his word. Has anybody in here read Psalm 119? There's 176 verses in Psalm 119. And I would encourage you, if you've never looked at Psalms 119, or maybe you have in the past, go to Psalms 119 because 176 verses are talking about the love for His Word. And it just goes on and on and says, I desire Your Word. I have a hunger for Your Word. Can you go to the next verse, J.C.? Psalm 138, 2, it says, I bow down before your divine presence and bring you my deepest worship as I experience your tender love and your living truth. For your word and the fame of your name have been magnified above all else. His word and his name magnified above all else. Is everybody still with me this morning? Is anybody in here today that'd be like, man, I magnify, man, and, and I want to make his name renowned, and I love his word, and I want to share his word? Or, or is this just a preacher up here today that's just trying to hype people up? It's not about me trying to hype you up. It is, if you get into that word right there, you're going to see that these people had a desire, they had a passion, they had a longing, they had a hunger, and they said, I thirst for your word like the deer that panteth beside the still waters. My soul longs for you, O Lord. It's just a hunger. It's talking about how his word is so important in their life. So the word is important this morning. It's a compelling to get into his word and to be able to experience it in its fullness his holy spirit working and making that word alive in our life i want to share with you today this is where we're going to get to okay if everybody everybody good for the next few minutes okay i want to share with you in the book of peter 
I know you've probably heard this, and JC's got it up here for us. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 1. And if you're wondering what translation I'm reading out of, this is the Passion Translation, okay? Now I want you to get, this is, the writer of this is really going to hammer this in here in just a minute, alright? He's really going to just get our attention right after this. He starts it off and you can see what he's saying here. So abandon every form of evil. Now we could sit and we could preach on this today, right? And we could have some good conversation and topic about what we're getting ready to read right here. So abandon every form of evil, deceit, hypocrisy, feelings of jealousy and slander. And we could stop right there. And we could just share. We're going to move on. Okay? Because look, what you know that first, go back, JC, sorry. Well, let's read that again because I want you to see when we jump into the next thing here. Okay? So abandon every form of evil, deceit, hypocrisy, feelings of jealousy, and slander. And then he goes right into this. In the same way that nursing infants cry for milk, you must intensely crave the pure spiritual milk of God's Word. For this milk will cause you to grow into maturity fully nourished and strong for life. Especially now that you have tasted it of the goodness of Yahweh and have experienced His kindness. That's a powerful passage of Scripture right there. That is very powerful to us. And it shows us the need to have, I love it how the Passion Translation puts it, an intense craving. Do you think the writer there is trying to, to say something? The writer there of this, what we just read, is saying we need to have such an intense craving for the milk. For the pure milk. So I want to share with, about that as we move on in our message this morning. This love, this craving to know God's Word is what Peter is talking about. And he's drawing attention to the fact that we need to crave the milk. The pure milk of His Word. Crave. Crave. That word crave. What does crave mean? Basically what we just talked about, right? Craving, it's a, it's a longing. Anybody ever here? Now, I have my own cravings, okay? I just showed Kelly in the office that I have some Dove chocolates in there. And I wish to, you know, goodness, I have never discovered those things. Okay? Because here's the thing is, I knew they were at the church in the drawer. Right? Some of you all are thinking, well, you, you came back into town. I live seven miles from the church. Trust me, the thought came into my mind. I was driving seven miles, get my key, get in there. But I just happened to go by Dollar General. And Dollar General has some Dove chocolates. 
And my enabler wife went in and got them for me. I, I know my wife well. Okay? She has cravings. There's things that she likes. So she picked herself up some Lindors. <laughs> she did. But you know what I'm talking about with cravings? Everybody has that. I mean, we're not talking about, yeah, are there bad cravings? Absolutely there are. Okay? And we deal with that, and that's a very real thing. There's some people who, who, who may even be sitting in here today that your, your cravings are, are not pure cravings. Okay? And that's the reality of, you know, we're still growing in the Lord. Right? But then there's things that are just, they're, they're not bad cravings. They're just cravings for Dove chocolates or Lindor's. Right? But there's sometimes whenever you have such a craving that it's like, I'll do anything to go get that. I know as a, a, a pregnant woman, my wife, whenever she would crave something while she was pregnant, it was like, you're either going to get that, or I'm going to make your life very miserable right now. <laughs> right? I mean, yeah. So, so we understand cravings. And so I think the writer using the word crave there, and, and, and he not only says crave because he just could have said crave or desire or long, but it was an intense craving. And here's the thing is, when we look through Scripture, especially when you get into that Psalm 119 chapter, you see someone who is craving the Word. Because what you're craving is God. You're, you're craving Him to speak to you. But He doesn't always speak audibly. That's a rarity. But what He does speak through is His Word. And so there's times whenever you, you feel like, man, I just need Him. I want Him. I want to be closer to Him. And, and a lot of times all that means is just getting into the Word and letting Him speak to us. But it's about creating a culture where we crave the Word. As individuals and corporately, where we just crave God's Word. God's Word is powerful. And I want to share something here with you that I think is interesting in this passage of Scripture. Because he defines it as pure milk, doesn't he? He defines it as a pure milk. Can we throw that scripture back up on there real quick, JC? Where it says the intensely, there it is. So you see that where it says intensely crave in that second line right there. The pure spiritual milk of God's word. And when we think of pure, what do we think about? Nothing added to it, is there? It's uncontaminated. It's unpolluted. Right? No contamination. Not polluted. All these things, when you think about pure spiritual milk. The imagery there is this. It's a baby nursing. It's what it is. And you think about a baby nursing, there is no contamination. It's straight from the source, correct? You see, what really gets us sometimes is, is when the Word can get contaminated. 
and polluted because it doesn't come straight from the source. There's a deceiver in the world. Okay? There's a deceiver who will take and he will twist the word to where it sounds like the word, looks like the word, but he'll incorporate just enough untruth in there to where he'll make you believe it's the truth, but it's really not truth. Am I speaking anything real this morning? You know what that is? It's a contaminated word. It's a polluted word. Can I tell you this? This isn't something that just came to me. I've, I've shared it before, but temptation. Since I was talking about deception. Temptation. You can recognize temptation. Right? I've got to make sure everybody's still with me. You're all still tracking with me this morning. I'm going to come over here. Temptation. We can recognize temptation, right? Temptation. How many can recognize temptation? The dove chocolates that I shouldn't have. The things on a, on a screen that I shouldn't look at. Can we be that real in here today? The, the things that, that somebody says that I, I really should keep to myself, but I, I want to share it so bad. And it gets back into the first verse of what we just read in First Peter, gossip. There's a temptation there, and we recognize temptation. And we can deal with temptation because we can recognize it. But the thing about deception is, is that you don't know that you're being deceived. Think about that. Isn't that true? A lot of times, whenever you're under deception, you don't know that you're being deceived because it's deception. I don't know why the Lord wanted me to hit on that, but he did. He just hit me like that and said, you need to say that. But I think that's where it gets back to saying where he says, you need the pure spiritual milk. To where it's not, listen, when I stand here and I say, trust me, whenever I'm bringing forth the word, I pray that you can trust me. You get what I'm saying? I want you to trust me. The Lord's entrusted me. But also I know that he says, you need to get into that word for yourself as well. Because if you're not, I could be up here saying things to you that are not biblically correct. And so there can be deception that's taking place. So the writer in 1 Peter is saying, intensely crave the pure spiritual milk. He's like, I want it to be such a thing like that nursing infant where you come to me, straight to me. That's how I want it to be. Now, we do receive it in this fashion as well, right? But that's why it's so important. <laughs> there was a group of people who listened to a man and he was saying that he was preaching from the Lord. They went down to South America and started a compound, and they drank Kool-Aid. You don't think that was deception? 
There's such an importance of whenever we're talking about the Word of God, especially in the last days, whenever it says the deceiver is going to be going about deceiving. He even goes far as to say in Scripture, he says, the days are going to be shortened so that the very elect would not be deceived. So is it important for us to get into the Word and not let it be contaminated or polluted in any way? Absolutely. So it's a compelling, it's a, it's a, it's a longing, it's a craving, it's, a, it's, a, it's an intense craving of knowing God's Word and getting into it and just being submersed into His Word. It's important. So we're going to have people coming in, they're going to need they're going to need you and your connection. Does anybody believe that in here this morning? I hope you're quiet because you're like, you're like, yeah, I'm, I'm listening intentively, and, and I agree with you. Because I don't say that we're going to have people coming in here just to say that. But I hope that's your each desire for every one of us is to, to bring somebody with you, to encourage somebody and be like, hey, you know, you need to come and be a part of what's going on here in this fellowship and and because Jesus and the Holy Spirit, and he's working and moving, and I just got to share this with you. Man, we want more people to populate heaven than in hell. <laughs> I have such good news I want to share with you. I want to share with you what he's done in my own life. It's just important, isn't it, to crave the word of God. I want you to... Think about that for a moment. JC, I'm going to ask you if you can do something. Can you go to Psalm 119 for me? The New Living Translation. Can you start off in about verse 90? I'm going to read some of this this morning out of Psalms. I want you to think about just the Word of God. and I want you to think about the... Is it being stirred up in you as I talk this morning? Is the Holy Spirit stirring it up in you? in relationship with the Word of God in yourself? Is it all right if we read some out of 119? Your faithfulness extends to every generation as enduring as the earth you created. Your regulations remain true to this day for everything serves your plans. If your instructions hadn't sustained me with joy, I would have died in my misery. I will never forget your commandments, for by them you give me life. I am yours, rescue me, for I have worked hard at obeying your commands. Though the wicked hide along the way to kill me, I will quietly keep my mind on your laws. Even perfection has its limits, but your commands have no limit. Oh, how I love your instructions. 
I think about them all day long. Your commands make me wiser than my enemies, for they are my constant guide. (laughs) Keep going there, JC, if you will. Yes, I have more insight than my teachers, for I am always thinking of your laws. I am even wiser than my elders, for I have kept your commandments. I have refused to walk on any evil path so that I remain obedient to your word. I haven't turned away from your regulations, for you have taught me well. How sweet your words taste to me. Get this, I love this. They are sweeter than honey. Your commandments give me understanding. No wonder I hate every false way of life. Your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light for my path. I've promised it once. I'll promise it again. I will obey your righteous regulations. I have suffered much, O Lord. Restore my life again as you promise. Lord, accept my offering of praise and teach me your regulations. My life constantly hangs in the balance, but I will not stop obeying your instructions. The wicked have set their traps for me, but I will not turn from your word, your commandments. Your laws are my treasure. You could say your words are my treasure. They are my heart's delight. I'm determined to keep your decrees to the very end. I hate those with divided loyalties, but I love your instructions. You're my refuge, my shield, and your word is my source of hope. Man, I encourage you to get into Psalm 119 and just look at that. So much throughout the Bible, talking about it being a treasure, talking about how they just yearn and they they long for God's word. That's, we have the Holy Spirit who's doing wonderful things in our lives. And I'm telling you, with the Holy Spirit activating that word in our life, man, transformations take place. There's so many things that just begin to happen when we activate the word in our life when we create and we cultivate a culture for the hunger and we crave for the word of God. Would you bow your heads with me this morning? Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you for a word that is so alive. We thank you for a word that that brings so much in every area of our life. So God, I pray that today that we have been compelled to to crave, have an intense craving for your word. God, your word that that is going forth. God, your word that is that is being taught and it's being learned and and it's being brought into the lives of your people for instruction and and for growth. Holy Spirit, when that word just comes into our minds and our spirits, I pray for, for activation and growth. And God, as we expect to see more people coming in and, and those that are hurting, those that are just down and they're out and they've hit rock bottom or they can't understand what's going on in the world or, or life has just hit them with, with bad news or, or, or whatever the case is. 
Father, that we be a people that have a craving for your word, that your Holy Spirit moving in our life, that when we encounter those people, that they would receive the word through us. Father, it becomes alive. So I pray that we, as we are here sitting today, even for those who, who have a craving for your word, a longing and a desire for your word, I pray, Lord God, that that just be just even strengthened even more today. So, Father, that we can be a people uh, that know your word, a people that know your word, that walk in your word, that treasure your word, that it becomes like the writer in Psalms where it becomes sweeter than honey. When it becomes, when the word becomes like that glass of water on a hot day, when we feel thirst, but we need a drink. I pray that your word becomes that for each and every one of us. We give you all the praise and all the glory for you are good. You are so good, God. And may this, may this day be a day that begins a cultivation of a culture for a hunger of your word. And we give you all the praise and all the glory in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.